Lighthouse Live is pre-recorded before a live audience. Welcome to Lighthouse Live, the radio voice of advancing vibrant communities. Our mission is to motivate believers to move out from the four walls of the church to personally serve the needs of their neighborhoods. Get ready for a no-holds-barred, honest look at the Christian lifestyle the way Christ commanded it to be. All that and more coming right up here on Lighthouse Live. And good evening to you, Pastor Mike Douglas here. Welcome to Lighthouse Live. Greetings to all of you joining us across the world via our international podcasting network. So great to have you with us. Of course, our cast of characters <laughs> here as well, our co-host and producer, Elaine Harlan, and of course, our prayer intercessor, the faithful and inimitable yes. Mr. Owl with us as well. And uh, just a reminder, uh, friends, you can join us if you're in the Modesto area. We uh, are here every Monday afternoon as we uh, have Lighthouse live rolling here in the front room yes. of ABC, and you'll hear the sirens going by, and hopefully they're not after me this week. But anyway, <laughs> we never know. Yeah, you never know about that. Uh, <laughs> anyway, the sirens rolling by in the buses and the whole thing, but that's all part of what we're about, yes. and that is uh, taking it to the streets as we connect people in churches with opportunities to serve the needs of their neighbors. Before we go on, great uh, great guest tonight in a wonderful organization mm-hmm. making a, a lot of difference in our community. But before we introduce you to those folks, let's check in with our friends from Voice of the Martyrs. Hey, what's up? This is Michael Tate with the story of another real-life Jesus freak. It's 1890, China. Chang, a thief and a womanizer, had gone blind. But when his eyesight is partially restored at the mission hospital, he gratefully accepts Jesus as his Savior. A missionary testing Chang to make sure his conversion is genuine and not just emotional gives him a challenge. Go and tell your neighbors how you have changed. When I visit, if you are still following Jesus, I will baptize you. Five months later, the missionary is astonished to see 400 others waiting with Chang to be baptized. In the years to follow, Chang would lead thousands to salvation before he is beheaded, a martyr for the gospel of Christ. For more on The Voice of the Martyrs, go online to persecution.com. You know, Elaine, as we listen to these uh, every week, it's just amazing what the body of Christ has done and the sacrifices that are joyously made. And, uh, you know, sometimes we're so comfortable in our environments here and we think about the fact that we're simply asking uh, folks to sacrifice a little bit of time. That's right. It is truly amazing, Mike, for to sure. To reach yeah. out and just touch the, the needs of others. Speaking about touching the needs of others, our friend Brad Dacus in the Pacific Justice Institute, touching uh, the needs of others now down in the uh, Los Angeles area. Here's a quick update from bad. It's time for the Legal Edge, a look at your rights as a Christian, a parent, and a citizen. And now with a look at what's happening on the legal front, 
the president of the Pacific Justice Institute, Brad Dacus. Good news. Pacific Justice Institute is proud to announce the opening of a new satellite office in Southern California. Now, the office will be on the campus of Trinity Law School, where law students will be eager to serve as interns, getting practical experience defending religious liberty. Heading the PGI legal team will be a full-time attorney, Karen Milam, bringing her extensive trial experience and passion for religious freedom. Directly challenging the attacks from the Orange County ACLU, this new office, along with hundreds of volunteer PGI attorneys, will even better meet the legal needs of churches and people of faith in the five-county L.A. area. I'm Brad Dacus. To find out more about The Legal Edge, call 916-857-6900 or log on at pacificjustice.org. And just a reminder, friends, Brad Dacus and the Pacific Justice Institute, a couple of his attorneys from Sacramento will be here on Tuesday, January 23rd for a special uh, time that's uh, 10 to 1 p.m., 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. in the afternoon. And uh, it's uh, it's a time we have we have space reserved for a lot of pastors in town because uh, what they're going to be talking about is very pertinent to legal issues facing the church. But we also have a lot of space open for you if you would like to attend. Brad Dacus uh, and his attorneys will be talking about expansion, you know, some of the uh, zoning laws that are facing churches today, also some hiring practices, some issues there. And we'll also be talking uh, about just the general legal landscape as it pertains to the Christian community. Going to be a great time. Lunch is included. Oh, boy. Free food. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. (laughs) And uh, anyway, if you'd like to attend, again, that's Brad Dacus, Pacific Justice Institute. They'll be uh, here in Modesto down at the City Plaza, and uh, you can join us on Tuesday, January 23rd, 10 to 1, but you do need reservations ahead of time. There's no cost to you, but we do have to know that you're coming ahead of time because of limited seating. You can call us at 209-544-9571. That's 209-544-9571, or email us at info at vibrantcommunities.org. You can't have our seats, so call and get uh, your seats. I can't oh, have no. mine. That's right. Okay. Let's take a look at the Volunteer Center of the United Way's Lend-A-Hand list for this week. Oh, you definitely want to mark this down. The City of Modesto's annual Celebration of Lights Parade. All right. The Christmas Parade. Yes, Saturday, December 2nd at 5.30 p.m. in downtown Modesto. Uh, this year's theme is Treasures and Traditions. That's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to feature local educators as Grand Marshals. So we really look forward to this, and we hope to see you there. AVC will be there and brightly the big fire engine fire engine yeah. with all the lights and all the goodies yeah, this will be so fun approximately 70 volunteers are needed to assist with the parade setup a strategic placement of the floats in the staging area route marshals and security barricades and road closures now volunteers must be able to stand for long periods of time and be available from 12:30 to 7 p.m. all volunteers are asked to attend uh, an orientation lunch at 12:30 as before the parade gets started and you'll also receive a commemorative event t-shirt this is going to be a great time we hope to see you there the united samaritans foundation's thanksgiving day dinner distribution uh, providing hot holiday meals to the needy in series houston keys modesto and turlock on thursday november 23rd thanksgiving day volunteers are needed to assist with dinner preparation a distribution of the meals and uh, cleanup after the meals houston modesto turlock uh, sites all included Volunteer shifts are available uh, between 8.30 and 4.30 p.m., depending upon the site. Uh, the United Samaritans Foundation Daily Bread Ministries 
provides hot meals or bag lunches to the needy of Stanislaw County weekdays from its kitchens in Modesto, Houston, and Turlock. And you might want to help out with the Faith in Action program of Oak Valley Hospital District. And um, they need people to lend a helping hand to older adults and their caregivers. And this is a huge need, friends. So we just hope that you would uh, definitely consider this. Volunteers are needed to assist frail, elderly, or chronically ill clients with simple chores like grocery shopping, friendly visiting, uh, and providing respite for caregivers because those people need to have a rest, too. I'll tell you what, it's uh, a tremendous so undertaking when you care for someone yeah. who is ill and you need uh, those breaks yourself. And, and what happens uh, oftentimes is the caregivers don't realize that they need uh, to take those breaks. No, and, so. and you know, just the, the constant emotional strain mm-hmm. itself mm-hmm. is very exhausting. And it's a great opportunity. Absolutely. So, friends, if you have any questions about any of these events, we invite you to call Barbara Borba. She's at 209-524-1307, extension 113. Again, 209-524-1307, extension one one three. Finally, don't forget this one. Our show next Monday on the twentieth is going to be a Thanksgiving Day celebration, and this will run. Uh, it will air all week, uh, Thanksgiving week, and we are just inviting people to come in. It's going to be open mic night, not. Mike Douglas, but no, open mic night, open that and night, no, we won't won't no. do that. But uh, we want you to come and just uh, walk up uh, to the microphones, as they will be open to you to share what's on your heart, what the Lord has given you uh, to be grateful, uh, and just share that with us, and share some Thanksgiving goodies with us as and more well. food and more food. Yeah. Yes, indeed, there always will get a crowd, <laughs> right? Well, I'll tell you what, fellowship is one of the many things that we get to enjoy as we uh, partner with others in the community and to uh, help impact the kingdom for Christ. And tonight we're going to take a a look at a very loving group of individuals doing just that. And joining us are the founders and friends of the CARES group. And we have Judy and Jay Hill, uh, Nancy Anders, Janet Jones, Donna Beard, Pat Kanasa. Am I saying that right, Pat? Pat Kanasa? Okay. And uh, Nelda and uh, Susan Butterman. We just want to say welcome to you all. Thanks for being here with us. You want to move in real close there, Pat, to your your (laughs) phone. First, let's uh, bring Judy and Jay into the the picture here and and just kind of set the stage. Judy and and Jay, how this came to be, how you got involved, because we know that you did some raising uh, grandchildren. This is a tremendous thing, grandparents raising grandchildren. How did it all come about? Actually, we weren't grandparents raising grandchildren. We were great aunts and uncles raising great nephews. Okay. And uh, their parents were into the drug scene, and they were just passed from one family member to another until... We received them, and we decided to keep them and try to do our best with them. But there was no support out there for us. Mm. Was that a legal process, Judy? Yes, it was. Was it extensive? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yes, it was expensive back then, yes. So you really blazed some trails here. Uh, You started out and really no groups there to help you through it. And uh, what, what types of lessons did you learn in the early part of that process that that you're able to pass on to others? I thought love and understanding would help Mm -hmm. with children. Mm -hmm. You know, good discipline. Then I found out that they had mental health problems, so Mm -hmm. there are issues with that that need more understanding. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the stuff that I didn't have is I didn't have any support back then at all. And if nobody was raising their children or had these kind of kids that we had, did not understand 
and we lost a lot of friends because of them. But mm. you know, life still goes on, and they're good kids. How many years back does this go, Judy? That this this that we've had them for nineteen and a half years. Wow. Nineteen and a half wow. years. Wow, amen. Yeah, yeah. My our baby will be twenty one. Wow. <laughs> Your husband Jay is with you tonight. Jay, we're so glad that you could uh, join Judy as well because I would imagine that it would take uh, both of you being on the same page and of the same accord to pull something like this off, would it not? Well, I, I uh, we had a rough, rocky road, I want to tell you that. And uh, by the grace of God that we, we, we lived through it, a lot of times one of us would get mad at him. Yeah, get them out of here, get them out of here. But the other woman say, now, calm down. We're gonna, we started something, we're going to finish it. And uh, by the grace of God, we did. Because we're not as young as we used to be, and 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 going into this uh, stage of of life, I would you know, I would think there are lots of obstacles that you face. Yeah, there there there's several of them, but uh, uh, the the tantrum fits, uh, kicking holes in the wall. Uh, there's uh, cops call on us because uh, we mistreated them, but they they fought and they blamed uh, Judy for it, and uh, the cops come out and they 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 didn't do nothing. So, but the thing of it is that we love them, we still love them, and uh, they're doing good. I like to see them do a lot better, but. They're doing good right now. Well, just the investment that you made in that process right. just right. By the way, as we talk about Care Support Group, it's K A R R E S, and that has to stand for something. Yeah, can you right? break that down for us, Judy? We're dying to know. It stands for Caregivers Advocacy Resources Respite Educational Services Support Group. Wow. wow, is there going to be a test on this at the end? <laughs> could, you, a, could you go yeah. through that one more time? One more time. Good. Slow for some of us. Okay. <laughs> Caregivers, advocacy, respite, resources, educational services. Amen. That that uh, encompasses a lot right there. And 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 you were talking Jay about the the battles, but we have to think that there's lots of blessings that go along with this, and you've got some great stories to tell, and I know you've got some wonderful people here uh, with you tonight as well. well I'll, t- I'll tell you something right now. i, I got a, a, a 23, 23-year-old, the oldest one, Jason, he's in, this, he's in Germany now, mm. and, uh, and the youngest one is Derek. He had uh, what really made it rough on us was he had... Uh, child di- diabetes mm. and we've seen him uh, flying from the doctor's hospital to uh, Chilton o- uh, oh. Oakland and it wasn't a pretty sight mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. lots of prayers going up I'm sure um, yeah. and, uh, and, and it's, we had a rough day but we could, we really know that where would they be if we didn't step in? Amen. And, and Judy, you were talking about there not being support, and therefore that's how the CARES group was born, because you saw the need, didn't you, for uh, the support of others, perhaps, who were going through the same thing? Yes. And all these other ladies here, too. We all got together and started our support group, and so they are all have the same problems sort of like we have. How did yeah, I was, was great minds think alike. I, I hope. How, how did you find how did each you other? How did you find each other? Well, we were at another support group. Oh. And, uh, oh. 
that support group didn't really work for us. Okay. So we kind of started our own. Donna Beard, you were the first to arrive today here. We just want to thank you for being here. And and you were sharing with me that you are raising three of your your grandchildren? Yes, three of them. There's a story here. I've had them. It'll be nine years in January. Wow. Mm. Both parents are deceased. Mm. And it's been a long time, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, The youngest one is ADHD. And then we call her Medusa. Medusa's 16, and she's bipolar oh my. Mm. with anxiety disorder. And then the oldest one is now 18, fairly normal. He's going to junior college, and he has a full-time job. Wow. Are you doing this by yourself at home? Are you single in the home, or what uh, kind of support do you have? Kind of. <laughs> Um, last January, um, my husband, my ex-husband had a choice of going to a nursing home or finding someone to take care of him, so I have him now, too. Mm. Wow. That's wow. incredible. Where do you find the strength to, to do all that? Well, you know, at first, if it wasn't for the church and my family, I wouldn't have made it. Mm. Mm. Yes. And then I heard about the first group from Morning Coffee. It was a community group. And it started from there, and I didn't have a clue about any resources and I got in touch with legal aid and I got guardianship I found out no matter if my name's on the kids medical insurance I really don't have the right to take them to the doctor because I didn't have guardianship Mm. and there was a you know and I didn't I just thought the youngest one was just being a boy a really rowdy boy But he had ADHD, and it was really affecting his life and ours. And he has dyslexia also. There's so many problems. But, you know, he's come a long ways. He's starting to, on medication, he's really doing well. Thank God for that. And like Medusa, I just thought she was moody and whatever. But on medication, she's really come a long ways, and she's got rid of her anger issues. It's really been great. She's really nice now. Especially if we keep her fed. <laughs> that tends to help, doesn't it? They do that same thing with me. If I <laughs> yeah, it does much better as long as we feed them. She's going to high school. She's a junior, and she has a part-time job. You know, with all the medical things that you were dealing with as well, how did how did you find help for that, that uh, dimension of, of the challenge there? Well, I, I was sharing with the other people in the group, and they pointed me toward... Um, Community resources for mm. testing mm. and counseling. And without them, I wouldn't have known. Because other people just don't have a clue about mental health issues. They just think it's a behavior problem. Mm. You've actually learned a lot about that since getting connected with the resources, haven't you? Oh, yes. It's made life easier, especially if you can share. Mm-hmm. Life experiences and support from other people is very important. It's really helped me. And I think that's so important that the group gets together to share those experiences and you draw from the strength and the experience and the wisdom of other people in the group, don't you? Pat Kanasa uh, also has joined us tonight. Pat, you have brought some some folks with you, some young folks, and uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your story? Um, Well, I have four grandchildren that I'm caring for. I've had them 11 years. My goodness. Starting with the baby who was now 11, he was nine months, and the eldest was five years. 
We've been together. We get along fine. They get along fine as a group for the most part. Uh, there has been some issues, so we've had some um, mental health come in and help us out. We're all working that out, and it's, it's doing good. They're doing great in school. You know, they love the neighborhood where we are. They make lots of friends. It's just been a much happier group since we've had some help. I got into the group with the grandparents by first walking into the medical office, and there was a flyer talking about grandparents raising grandchildren, and I called that number. And when that young lady left, the group just kept going. And I was in that group, and as, as Judy mentioned, that didn't work for all of us. So we got CARES going. And this is it's a happy group, and we share with each other by talking about our problems, about our children, and how to help each other. So there's some solutions given and some some hope to be had. Absolutely. Susan Betterman is shaking her head. Yes, by the so grace glad. of God, yes. I, I say all the time, God, give me strength, and I put my hand up. Mm. And it's about two years ago, my nine-year-old, he was nine then. He says, "But Mom, I'll help you." Oh. And I says. But I was talking to God. He said, that's all right. I'll still help you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're so glad that you gained that uh, support. And, and strength comes from the Lord, of course. And, from the Lord. And uh, the support from the CARES group. CARES has been in existence for how many years, did you say, Judy? Three years. Three years. And it's growing. How many people would you say on the average attend? About 40. About wow. 40. And you're becoming more well-known. You're getting the word out there because that's really a lot of it. That's a big piece of it, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, getting the word out. You know, there's uh, there, there's an aspect to this I think that is so important for my brothers and sisters and uh, church staffs to, to think about. You know, mm-hmm. people come to the churches with all sorts of problems and all sorts of, uh, sorts of requests. But, you know, if you, there, there is some wisdom in, in some areas if you haven't been through a unique thing like this, you really don't know what to say, mm-hmm. you know. And it's it's a, a very um, smart pastor that looks for someone who's been there, done that, and uh, to get them talking together. Uh, I, I would imagine, Judy and, and, and Susan, that uh, just to have the chance to vent to some people who can relate is somewhat therapeutic in and of itself, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Just that in itself is, is very helpful. Mm-hmm. Susan, we're so glad you're here. Susan <laughs> Butterman works you. with uh, Head Start, and she's also an ABC volunteer, and we're just uh, so glad to have you here. Um, the safety in the group, uh, I'm sure, is a, a, a big, important uh, thing for you. You want to talk about that? The safety as far as uh, CARES group you're What talking? you share, yes, is you're sharing with other people. Now, you are helping to raise... Uh, I have is, actually my cousins children okay and they are so small i haven't been involved as long as the rest of these ladies it's just been three years a little over three years so i kind of met judy like right at the time i started asking questions in the community and found out who she was and started calling on her and became involved um i have never had children before ever Mm. so i was in my you know upper 40s and um when this angel came down which was my aunt and told me about her grandchildren 
so that would make it my cousin's my cousin's children um she was trying very hard to receive the children and go through steps but um it didn't work out they decided she wasn't capable so she started calling family and by the time i came around the first one was 10 and a half months so mm. they came to the first one came to me at a year old Wow. Baby still. Yeah. Yes. And so now they're involved in Head Start. There's a second one after that. And so they're three and four right now um, in Head Start. And so, yeah, I didn't know anything. I started finding ways. Judy pointed me into parent groups to learn about um, anything that I might need to know to help me out here. Because, like I said, I've never been a parent before. Well, you so, just got thrown into instant parenthood. Yeah, you know it's 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 tough enough, you know, normally. But here you have a unique circumstance. What went through you uh, in, to in, do this? Yeah, well, <laughs> well, what did you have to do to convince yourself? You know what? This is what I'm being called to do. Well, I was I was newly married. As a matter of fact, the first one that was born in 2002, we were married that same year. So we had no idea about little Danny. Um, so it happened about a year later after I was married and my husband and I were kind of saying, do we want to start having children? Maybe we're kind of too old. We were just talking about it. There was an orientation in the newspaper and it was just so happened. It was going to start like the very next weekend. So we said, okay, let me call and sign up for this. Let's just see what it's all about. So we were going to go to this orientation and like, Two nights before, my auntie called me and said, I haven't talked to you in like 10 years, but um, this is what's happening. Let me wow. tell you. Mm-hmm. And she just kind of told me the story. And I said, okay. And she says, well, don't don't make any decisions. Just, you know, talk to your husband because I know you're newly married. And, you know. That had to have been a big thing. Yeah. And it was exciting. And, and you know, and so I talked to him. He's in the garage. and And he just said, well, we don't have to go to that thing. Call her back. <laughs> so he was excited, too. Yeah. He was on board with But that. there's a lot of steps involved because oh, in sure. this situation, it was through CPS. So it was, you know, there was drug problems. And so I don't know if I'm talking too much or something. No, <laughs> no. We... Anyways, um, it just, one thing led to two. We had to go through some steps with the Alameda County. And um, after we were fully checked out, um, they were pretty much the first one was placed with us, and then she got pregnant, and the second one was placed with us, and so. Wow. So you went, went through right all of the legal hoops, so to speak. Right. So they were foster for a, a length of time, and then they turned into adoption. Were they in the same foster home, or did, were they separated? Or? Um, the first one was in a foster home for about ten and a half months. The second one was sort of on visitation rights with its biological mother but then some aunties were you know were watching her and then all of a sudden the court system just called me and said well actually the district attorney said can you come to court and I said sure and right in the hallway of the of the court they just said here you go wow you know take Mm. her home and Mm. we'll be in touch and I said, is that it? We don't talk to a judge? Oh, no. We just we make the recommendation, and he'll just do what we ask. I wonder if it's the same. You said Alameda <laughs> County, if, if all counties in the state are the same, if that changes from, from place to place. Does anybody have any? I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Diff- different, I think, in every county. It's really up, really up to the CPS worker, mm-hmm. how they get them. 
So a lot depends upon that uh, individual and how they interpret things and how comfortable they are with the yeah. the situation. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. right. It's really up to CPS. In the beginning, they were they were very um, uh, just they were very cautious. They were rough, sort of. Mm-hmm. They didn't. No. They don't know us, mm-hmm. but as we kept coming to different meetings and the visitations in the very, very beginning, they realized that, you know, we're very, uh, you know, we're good people. <laughs> and so uh, we didn't really know what we were getting into because there was some drug issues with the ch- babies. But um, like as in addictions being passed on They were both born with babies. positive, you know, okay. with um, and so just constant reassuring through this group um friends i made through this group um parenting classes that just keep saying the same thing just a lot of love mm. and that could turn you know that'll turn around it's so and important so. isn't it to have that love and that bond and, and that connection uh, that you feel with the group because you know they've been there done that and yeah you basically just stepped into it right right so yeah. now we're i mean they're great they're doing good i mean they have a little bit of anger sometimes but i think they're three and four i mean they're just you know they just want to play all the time (laughs) and your husband's still as excited as he was oh yeah he's a really good dad good dad he's with them now and he takes good care of them if i have to leave and do different meetings and stuff he's he steps in you probably find, and maybe the rest of you do too, that um, most of the people outside the group who have never experienced this are not even aware that grandparents and raise grandchildren or, or cousins or nephews or, or nieces, but um, they probably don't understand or you feel like they probably don't always understand, but you get that understanding within the group, don't you? Yeah, well, you sure I, do. I tell you, the group Sawyer Brown uh, sings the song entitled They Don't Understand. It's the truth sometimes here on Lighthouse Live. Mother riding on a city bus Kids are yelling, kicking up a fuss Everybody's staring, not knowing what she's going through Somebody said, don't you even care Do you let them do that everywhere She slowly turned around, looked up and stared She said, please forgive them But they've been up all night their father struggled, but he finally lost his fight. He went to heaven in the middle of the night. So please forgive my children. They don't understand. Everybody's busy with their own situation. Everybody's lost in their own little world. Bottled up, hurried up, trying to make a dream come true. They don't Everybody's living like there ain't no tomorrow Maybe we should stop and take a little time Cause you never really know what your neighbor's going through They don't understand A man driving on the interstate Slowing down traffic, making everybody wait Everybody's staring, not knowing what he's going through Somebody honk from the passing lane out doing the ain't got all day. The old man looked around and he caught his eye. He said, Please forgive me, you know it's been a long life. My 
wife has passed away And my kids don't have the time I've been left all alone And it's getting hard to drive So please forgive me, children They don't understand Everybody's busy with their own situation Everybody's lost in their own little world Bottled up, hurried up, try to make a dream come true They don't understand Everybody's living like they ain't no tomorrow Maybe we should stop and take a little time Cause you never really know what your neighbor's going through A man hanging on a wooden cross Giving everything to save the lost Everybody's staring, not knowing what it's going through Somebody said you don't have a prayer If you're a king, come on down from there The man just turned his head, looked up instead He said, please forgive them For they have not seen the light They'll come to know me When I come back to life Go to heaven To make everything alright So please forgive your children They don't understand Everybody's busy with their own situation Everybody's lost in their own little world Bottled up Try to make a dream come true They don't understand Everybody's living like there ain't no tomorrow Maybe we should stop and take a little time Cause you never really know what your neighbor's going through They don't understand A mother riding on a city bus Kids are yelling, kicking up a fuss Everybody's staring, not knowing what she's going through the group Sawyer Brown and They Don't Understand on Lighthouse Live with Pastor Mike Elaine and a great group of folks tonight just sharing their hearts, sharing their lives and testimonies, what it's like to raise someone else's children, and whether it be grandchildren, nieces, nephews, cousins, or strangers. And um, Nelda Parman has joined us. Welcome, Nelda. We're glad that you could come and, and share your heart as well. Now, you work uh, at Sierra Vista. Tell us, set the stage for us. Tell us all about how you got involved with CARES and, and uh, what you're doing in your life. Well, if I could, I'll share with you how I got involved in Sierra Vista. Okay. I was a grandparent taking care of a grandson who attended their non-public school. And uh, this is a school for children who are unable to attend public schools because of emotional problems and just those special needs that these children do have, especially when they may have lost their parents through one way or another. So... um at some point, I got acquainted with the people there, and, and um, they asked if I would be interested in helping them out as a parent mentor. And uh, I interviewed for their position, was very fortunate to get that, and have been working as a family advocate, parent mentor to people in that capacity as far as uh, clients. Recently, Sierra Vista opened a family resource center, and we now have uh, the capability of supporting people in the community as well as um, others that, that are clients of the, the agency. My participation in this group started as um, 
I've known Judy for quite a few years, and whenever they first started the group, it sounded like an interesting and supportive place to be. And it has been that. It's been fun. It's been supportive. And I will be the first person to tell you, whenever I really need a hand up, if I call my friends at CARES, they're there. That's so important, isn't it? You know, we uh, go back to Ecclesiastes Mm -hmm. 4, 9 through 12, and uh, the writer there tells us that two are better than one, That's you know, right. and, and uh, again, in John 17, uh, Jesus talking about the unity of the body of Christ and working together. You know, none mm-hmm. of us are meant to try to go That's through right. this kind of thing alone. And uh, it just comes up, up and again as I'm, as I'm listening to how valuable it is. And I would imagine on, on some issues you may not necessarily have a pat answer, but I would imagine just being able to... Uh, vent a little bit in a safe environment has uh, has some value to it. Um, maybe uh, talk a, a little bit, uh, Judy, as uh, one of the founders there, about some of the things that, that you found um, were, were very therapeutic in terms of just being able to find somebody else who would listen with some understanding and know what you were talking about. That's really great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. It was really hard in the beginning when uh, Derek, our youngest, would uh, have pro- had problems and probably still has uh, when he was kicking holes in our walls, mm-hmm. and I didn't understand, and mm-hmm. it was really hard to have other people understand to say, you know, he's kicking holes in your wall. Well, you know, you don't want to send him, call the police out on him, and so it is really therapeutic to have everybody kind of listen and now that Derek's older I can when we have people come we always say well Derek did this when he was like this is what we did and so it's kind of give advice what we went through not really giving advice but we all kind of just say oh and then we kind of go around and ask you know what would you do and Mm. Yeah, we share ideas, and sharing. that's when we start saying, "Oh, I haven't tried that." You know, I'll, yeah. I'll try. I'll give that a try. Actually, I'm the youngest, <laughs> the youngest children right now. Right. So these ladies have a lot to give me, <laughs> a lot of information to tell. Right. Me. And we just don't do just children. We, I'm raising, I'm raising, I'm taking care of my mother that's 93 wow. years old. That's another thing that you. So are doing, happens that all of my kids are gone now. So now we have mom. And, uh, but but that's okay that she helped take care of us, so it's time that's to take right. care of her. ABC knows your mom, by yes, the way. Yes, she does. Yes, <laughs> yes we do. Miss Pat, is she taking care of her mom? And she's 80-something. 89. 89. <laughs> I just have to believe that you're going to have some... dementia, but, yep. you know, Extra. there we are. The children do help with her at times when I need help. They will help make... Um, the breakfast for get her a cup of tea, help her with her clothing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So the children are a helping hand. They dearly love their great grandmother. Extra jewels in your crowns. Yeah. I just I just sense that. And it's- Susan, she is trying to take care of her in laws because they're up in their eighties and she's trying to get them to Modesto. So she can be closer to them. Yeah, they're up in Sonora, and I try to research um, information for them to see how I can get them here. I'd like to get them here, but uh, that's still it's a battle. Hard for it's, her, they're, yeah. they're still at the age where they want. You know, they we don't want to take away any of their rights. They sure. they want that, but we want to show them what it's easier if they come down here because they come down here every 
other week or every maybe a couple times a week for doctor's appointments and things. So it'd be nicer if we can just have them close by. You know, it occurs to me as you're talking, and, and you just brought this up a, a minute ago, how these young children are having the experience now of helping partner with you and taking care of uh, great-grandparents or grandparents. And, you know, that's a dynamic we've lost in, in America today. You know, we and, and, Elaine, we have so many people who uh, are referred to us, elderly people who are abandoned that's right. by mm-hmm. their families and are alone and have no advocate. And here you folks are actually Just inculcating a brand-new generation right, and kind caregivers. of programming them that, you know what, this is what you do. You know, right. this is part of our responsibility. You're doing just the opposite of what we're seeing sometimes in, as our culture. So, you know, we think about the nursing homes and uh, facilities and, and retirement, and all of that stuff. Where we see some people, I know you guys see this too, they're there and they have no one yeah. to come and visit them, no one to call and see how they're doing. Maybe they haven't seen anyone in years. They don't even know where their family is. Their family oh. doesn't care. They moved up. Yeah. And you guys are caring for everybody you <laughs> come in contact with. That's just amazing. Awesome. Awesome. That is truly amazing. And uh, you were mentioning just a few mom- minutes ago during the song that there's a lady that would be with us, but she's not tonight because she's in the hospital. Yes. Who's Who's caring for... Nancy Anders. Nancy She's Anders. She's in the hospital, yes. And so you miss her tonight, and I'm yes, sure that you guys are praying for her and yes. seeing about her. Well, that's that's terrific. Taking the time to listen and being empathetic to others is, is so important. And trying to learn more about ways that we can help. Now, um, I'm just curious where the CARES group meets, um, what kinds of things you're planning. Now, I know that you've got something special coming up, and we want to talk about that, too. Uh, the third annual event. It's a Thanksgiving and Christmas holiday bazaar. You want to talk about that, Judy? Yes, we all kind of get together and make crafts for this. This is our. Um, this is how we kind of make our money. We don't have anybody else helping us. This See, is what self-supporting. We, yes, we are. <laughs> so we all get together and make this, and we're uh, gifts for the holidays. There's uh, baskets. Um, Miss Pat's knitting. Um, Donna's making things. Susan's making things. I'm not sure about Nelda yet. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to pull Nelda into that. I'll <laughs> give her something to do. Give her an assignment, huh? Yes. So we're all making crafts, and we hope everybody comes out and looks at it. It's at the church in uh, series. It's at, I'm sorry, 27? 2745 Second Street. It's across from the park. Um, so if you come off the freeway right there, going into series, it's right there. November 18th. That's yes, this Saturday. Saturday coming up from 9 to 3. So this is going to be sort of an all-day event where you can uh, purchase handmade crafted items. Lovely, too. I've seen some of the gift baskets that you've had in years past. Ornaments, baked items, and much, much more. I love this part. Kid-friendly prices. What does that mean? <laughs> yes, and everybody, please come out. <laughs> We kind now, of priced it so that the kids could come and buy things for their parents uh, or that's their great. grandparents. That's very or, special. Now you you are a nonprofit. Do we you are have a nonprofit? Do you have a five hundred one c three status? Yes, we do. Well, then you would be able to sec- accept donations, right? Yes, we can. Well, okay. Let's get <laughs> let's, into let's it. Let's talk about love where, to have that. where people <laughs> right. can, uh, how people can get in touch with you uh, to support this wonderful okay. ministry. Well, Cares has a PO box and it's twenty three seventy seven. 
Ceres, California, 95307. And our telephone number is 209-996-2079. And our email? Do you know that? Carisgroup at at yahoo.com? Yes. Carisgroup. Yahoo.com. And that's K-A-R-R-E-S. Mm-hmm. Folks, not C-A-R-E-S. All right. no, K-A-R-R-E-S. And I'm going to fail the test because I can't remember what the acronym stands for. <laughs> but on, it's K-A-R-R-E-S at Yahoo? At Yahoo.com. At Yahoo.com. Mm-hmm. All right. You know, I was was just checking out a scripture that kind of hit home to me. And there's kind of three different versions that you can use, just three different ways of translating it here, all meaning the same thing, but it's uh, from Proverbs uh, 17.6, talking about, uh, this This one goes like this, it says, old people are distinguished by grandchildren. Children take pride in their parents. And as you were talking just a few moments ago about the parents and, and all these caregivers and you're raising caregivers and they're seeing such good uh, examples in the way that you guys are uh, conducting your lives. I just have to think that that is very pleasing. Uh, This version says, children's children are a crown to the aged and parents are the pride of their children. And then yet another one, it says, grandchildren are the crown of old men and the glory of sons is their fathers. And, you know, as you guys... uh, uh, continue to care for the children and caring for your uh, aging parents and caring for each other. That's that's love. That's loving your neighbors as yourself, and that's that's what we uh, are commanded to do by our Lord Jesus Christ. And it's just a uh, an inspiration to all who are listening. And by the way, we just want to welcome our friends who are listening worldwide and realizing that all of you ladies and, and Jay, uh, the gentleman joining us uh, this evening, uh, can be an encouragement to those who may be facing some of the same issues that you have faced in your life. And we'll be back with lots more right after this. Deep needs, deep hurts, spreading far beyond the government's ability to help. Children, single moms and dads, the elderly, disabled, the homeless. Yet, thousands of resources that can meet those needs are sitting right now in the pews and seats of our churches. The challenge? Activating those resources and connecting them with the people in need. We have a proven solution, advancing vibrant communities. We bridge the gap. We connect people and churches with opportunities to serve the needs of their neighbors. Pure, simple, proven effective, advancing vibrant communities. What's our motivation? Jesus' command in Matthew 22:39 to love your neighbor as yourself. The church at large has a biblical mandate to serve the needs of the community. Advancing Vibrant Communities researches those needs, then finds volunteers with the skills and passions to meet those needs. The very first story that Mike told about AVC involves serving one of my church members whose needs I could not meet within my own community. And in that moment, God humbled me and asked me to open my heart and really listen. And as I saw the setup of the database, I realized that AVC is a wonderful partner with my own congregation. It helps us be more effective. This organization comes along and says, I'll do a lot of the groundwork and we'll discover the needs. And then those folks in your congregation who desire to be a part and who have these skills can volunteer 
AVC partners with over 80 community and government agencies to help meet the needs of the city. We network with organizations like Habitat for Humanity, the American Red Cross, Salvation Army, the Area Agency on Aging, the School District, and the Police Department. Habitat and AVC is a perfect match in that we both have common missions of helping people get out of the four walls of the church, getting out into the community and helping others. AVC serves volunteers by finding ways for them to help others. AVC serves the needy through volunteer efforts with love, grace, mercy, and compassion. AVC serves churches by augmenting efforts to reach out and meet the needs of their neighbors. AVC serves businesses by helping create healthy neighborhoods, by connecting employees with opportunities to volunteer, and by providing opportunities to donate goods and services to legitimate needs in the community. You know, some of us can do donate a little money, some a little time, some one or the other or both. It really touched my heart that these strangers were interested in me and what I needed in my life. You know, it's not only hearing it, but it's seeing them, and it's being there in person and seeing the, the need that they have and hopefully being able to do something about it. I will tell you, as you know, your chief of police in the city of Modesto, we need your help in the community making a difference. Volunteer, I know we can put you to work. And I, I promise you, if you get involved, you'll feel better. You'll be happier. How can we partner with you to meet the needs of our city? We ask you to consider monthly financial support and to help recruit more volunteers. Advancing Vibrant Communities. Faith in action. Pure, simple, proven effective. Carrying out the biblical mandate to love our neighbors as ourselves. Thank you. And we're back with you live on Lighthouse Live. Pastor Mike, Elaine Harlan, and our prayer intercessor, Al Ramsey, and a great group of people from the CARES group, and I won't even begin to say what it all stands for, but what it boils down to is a, a lot of people uh, caring for children and caring for one another and the support system that has been created for those who do this. You know, during the break, we were talking about uh, some other events coming up to help you support because you guys really struggle to keep things together. Would that be an accurate thing to say, Susan? Yes. And yeah, yeah. They would. yeah. yeah so you have created ways to, to turn that around. Yeah, we, we have monthly events. Um, we have a calendar that's put out, and it's mailed to each and every one of us. And we have monthly events where we all kind of, um, everybody has a little duty, and we try to make it all come together and have fun. We everybody try to have fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we're, we're, we've become friends, you know, yeah. for the most part. So it's just coming together and doing things with the kids there. You know, even celebrate the holidays together. I understand? Yes, we do. We do a um, a potluck dinner at Christmas time with gift exchange. Mm-hmm. How fun is that? Let's talk about the meeting places because there are. Let's see, one, two, three, three. places. We meet at Turlock on Tuesday at the Salvation Army on Lander, and series at the church on Second Street. Wednesday. A Wednesday morning, Wednesday I'm mornings. Sorry, 9 to 11, and on Thursday at United Way from 5.30 to 7. Now, do they, these people, the Salvation Army and the church and the United Way, do they uh, supply, they just donate these 
rooms to you, or how does that work? Everybody but United Way. (laughs) (laughs) So three different places. So if people want to get um, uh, an idea of where these are, they can call you. And, again, that phone number would be? 996-2079. And that's an area code 209. 209. Say it again just a little bit slower. 209-996-2079. And I'm sure that the group is increasing as you go along because other people become aware that these groups are available and and, uh, you find each other maybe standing in the um, lines at the grocery stores. I know the ABC has received calls from people saying, is there a group... Uh, you know that you can recommend because we do get calls from uh, people who are raising uh, their grandchildren and so what we do is we say hey we happen to know of such group and so we send them to you and that's how that connection takes place you know team as we're as we're talking here i I would imagine that at some point you have to get some rest that uh, you know it takes a lot of emotional and physical energy to do what you do 24 7 365 days a year how do you individually around the table how do you cope with that how do you get uh recharged Uh, how do you get a little bit of rest from time to time or 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 do you well once in a while i have you know a couple different nieces that will take turns and bill and i can go out for a couple of hours and they'll stay at the house with the kids or my mom my mom is still able to get around and so she likes to stay there a couple hours maybe with her um judy also has her once a year she invites us to go um to murphy's murphy's yeah uh we do have to find ways to have her someone stay with our children but she she gives us a little break too for a weekend so there's there's different ways different family members donna how about you Oh, I'm pretty fortunate. My husband likes to stay with my mom and dad. Mm, wow. <laughs> Amen. He calls them those people. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, he sleeps with my purse and the car keys. I can't leave without him. <laughs> <laughs> and now the children are older, 13, 16, and 18. They go to school or they're at work, so it's getting easier. Mm. Except now I have the older one to care for. He's 62. (laughs) My goodness. How does that happen for you, Nelda? Well, actually, I wanted to just clarify about the Murphy's trip. We're very, very fortunate to have instructors at Modesto Junior College that come and do some uh, parenting and some how to take care of yourself and some of those self-help things that actually just help us realize that we need to take care of ourselves to be able to take care of others. You cannot give if you're not receiving something. That's right. And as much as, as we may be receiving love and support from our children, and it, it really becomes a burden at times to care for um, the really needy ones. So we have been fortunate to make that connection to get some um, educational classes taught during our group time. And then we were invited, and, and Judy could probably elaborate more on this, by the um, Medesto Junior College uh, people who do that relative caregiver to attend a weekend retreat. And that is our trip to Murphy's. And, and we really do, if you're lucky enough to, um, well, fortunate enough, because space is limited, it's a wonderful overnight trip. 
on where we go up and, and see the town of Murphy's and very relaxing evening. And then we spend the next day on going over things on, in addition to foster parents who are invited and receiving information that helps us on do the job that sometimes needs to be done. Oh. Um, some of us have relatives that can provide some child care. There's also, if, if your children are placed with the mental health system, um, there is um, some funding, not a lot, but there is some funding for respite care. And so some of us do receive that respite care mm. um, maybe once a month, once every month. Depends on, on um, how seriously ill that, that child is. Uh, so they can support you to some extent. Now, where where does that help come from in terms of uh, the respite care? Who who are the people that come and take care well, of Well, that would be Behavioral Health and Recovery Services, and they provide that as, as funding is, mm-hmm. um, is available. They will provide that. Um, generally, that is the funding is tied to children who are at risk of placement. And so... They are, are trying to support families and being able to keep these children in relative caregiver homes. And so there, there will be, you know, some funding. Our, uh, I don't want to go too far into the mental health system, but our, our funding is lacking as far as what we need to be able to meet the general needs of, of the amount of people that are out there and growing every day. I just wish we could see all of you be able to attend a retreat and have the the respite and the refreshment that you all need to continue to do uh, what you're doing. Jay, do you have any last-minute encouraging words to someone who may be, and, and we're bumping the clock here, so let's Wait. make it brief. Okay, well, uh, let me tell I'm going to tell you how the group goes. When we have meetings, we all sit down and introduce ourselves, and we try to keep our group really low-key, and we and and we laugh a lot. Sometimes one parent or having real trouble at home, and and uh, when when she starts crying, everybody cries. Everybody cries, yeah, everybody and you cries. encourage Amen. each other. Bless your heart. Thank you all for joining us here on Lighthouse Live, dear friends. Wherever you may be listening, we thank you for tuning in. Until next time, may God continue to bless you.